XFL Weekly Report. Welcome back to the show about nothing, everything, and anything in between. Yes. It's our it's our football Friday here on the Ink Zone Show. Yeah. So we're going to talk about week two. Yeah. Um, some other things are going around the league. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Yeah, going good, B. How are you? I'm doing good. I got my uh, DC Defender stuff on. Yeah, yeah. Came in the mail over the week. Yeah, you were nice enough to lend me your, uh, uh, was it the Roughnecks here? Yeah, yeah. the Roughnecks yeah. from Houston. And then we got the uh, the towel that they gave away at the, 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 the Seattle game. Ooh, Seattle terrible towels. Now, yeah. Uh, much better than the damn Pittsburgh one. Uh, yes, sure. agreed. Yeah. 100% agreed. Yeah. Um, Anyway, let's go with the uh, let's go with the standings after week two. Okay. So we got two undefeated teams. Yep. Rightfully so. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're, Powerhouses. They're, they're doing a little better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. We got uh, the defenders on top of the East. Steamrolling people right now. Uh, yeah, their 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 defense is pretty tough. They're gonna have the least amount of touchdowns, and they're and they scored the second most amount of touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, definitely the toughest defense by far. Uh, defense is carrying, and they're do they did all the defensive. Most of it was defensive scoring for for crying out loud. I yeah. mean, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of good games over the weekend, but um, the Battlehawks. Um, they loving look, them. They look solid. They almost pulled it out there. Almost. I'm loving. I'm starting to like them. B. I'm starting to like them. I'm, I came this close. If I if the hat was in stock, I would have bought it this oh, week. Saint I know. I know. But I like. I'm really like. They're a scrappy team, man. They're not. They're not. They don't have a lot of talent. They're nothing special. But they're scrappy, man. I like oh, that. That's I like what we that. Say about the huh? <laughs> no, that, the Cardinals are the dirty birds. They suck. Yeah, see? But they're scrappy, and they got nobody. Uh, yeah, 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 that's true. All right, then you get the Guardians at 1-1, one and, one, and then the Vipers at 0-2. Oh, the point, Vipers. I tell you, they may not survive the season. Um, um, yeah, they, they did go out and make a bunch of the uh, bunch of transactions, just, I guess, try to start to get better. They, they obviously know that stuff needs to change. Yeah. But they're, they're definitely the weakest team in the league by far. I think they're going to be the weakest team, period, like in fan base and everything if they don't. Yeah, I mean they've only they've scored one touchdown so far. Yeah, they need a, like they need a big name player or something to draw to that team because there's not much to work with. Yeah, they're they're pretty, um, they're pretty bad. Yeah, there we got the, so we got the West. We got the Roughnecks, two and zero. Roughnecks, that uh, PJ PJ yeah. Walker is it? Or yeah, yeah he's uh, he's pretty some, he's something special. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's they they, they thought he didn't, he didn't have what it took to make it in the NFL. Yeah, and he is making this league look like it's playground. He's he's the XFL's Mahomes right now. Oh yes, he definitely is. Yeah, so that that yeah. The throw he did was side armed. Yeah, that was pretty sweet, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's. He's yeah. We'll talk about his de- his touchdowns later. I know, but he's just fantastic. And that's that's he's he's part of the reason him and him and Cam Phillips part of the reason why it's hard to, for me to pick between the Roughnecks and the Defenders. And the defenders. Like, those are my two teams. You know me. I always pick an East Coast and West Coast team. Sure. And in, in, in every everything, it's like with the NFL, I take the Bengals because they're local, yeah. and then I take the Seahawks. Right. right. And then in baseball, I take. The Reds and the Dodgers. Uh, still the Dodgers. Anyway, we'll yeah. talk about that later. <laughs> so, like this one, that's what I originally said. I was like, no, I'll take an East Coast and West Coast. Yeah. Even though there's only eight teams, though, it seems kind of weird. I'm picking a quarter of the teams. Yeah. But, um, 
So the defenders and the Roughnecks are my two teams. And uh, those are your teams. Okay. My two teams. I'm definitely leaning. Uh, Oh, I'm leaning um, St. Louis. St. Louis. So I'm leaning Battle, that's, Battle, that's, Battle Hawks. That's so. three of the eight teams that'll be. Uh, that's also the top three in the power rankings, I believe, as well. Uh, it is yeah, yeah. definitely the three of the top yeah, in the power rankings. Yeah. Uh, the, the the running game that the Battle Hawks have is just unreal. Yeah, it is. Uh, they have the Dragons at one and one, the Renegades at one and one, mm-hmm. and the Wildcats at zero oh and two. Now the Wildcats have looked better in their games. Yes, they at least than have the Dragons have and the Renegades. It's just they're just coming up sh- just a bit short. Yeah, I, I um, you know what I like about the Dragons is their fan base. They have seem to have a very that, that Seattle does crazy fan base. Um, but yeah, LA looks like they have more talent. Uh, their quarterback looks better. His throws look better. They're just not they're not finishing the game or they're not competing well in the game. They, it's just like they have that. They can get right to that, but they just can't push through. Yeah, I had a hard time watching their game. That game was, was I don't know, it just it didn't interest me. I, I have a hard time with you would think with LA, I don't know. I just thought it would be better, better team, but so far so far, record indicates otherwise. We'll see. They might be one of those teams that just goes on a tear in the middle of the season. We'll see. Yeah. Right, I mean, there's eight games left, so I mean, they definitely, right. they definitely can make up ground. It's not, it's well, not any not, any of these teams could. Uh, well, the, the Vipers may be the only one. The Vipers probably can't make up that much ground. The, but the, they're the Browns we'll of, the, of the league. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, along with that, I, I put together a little 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 chart for you. You, you mentioned PJ Walker. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Here we go. Okay, so there's your touchdowns for the XFL. Now that's per team. That's based on team, right? It, so like and, and, Cam Phillips will be on there. He's got three. Yeah. Right, but they're all, or he's got five. Right, right. But PJ Walker is the one to throw it to him. Right. So PJ Walker has seven. The defenders have seven. The Battlehawks have six. The Dragons have five. I mean, like, it is crazy. Team totals team versus PJ Walker yeah. alone. PJ Walker has as many as any other teams in the league. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, he's uh, he's very dynamic. He can run. He does the sidearm pass. He reminds me of a, he's like a combination of Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes. Yeah, he he sees the he sees the field very well. Um, he's very. He he had a, he had one play where he scrambled, and the guy grabbed the back of his jersey and he just went under under it. He yeah. came back up, stopped like he was gonna throw. It looked the perfect for him. <laughs> the next guy comes in, he backs up, goes around him. I was like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. like playing video games. Yeah, it's I don't know if it's because he feels like he has no tomorrow. Maybe that he's one of those dangerous guys because of that, uh, or he's, he's trying just trying to make a name for himself. Yeah, he's really trying to make and a name for that's himself. What they were saying they said if he continues this the rest of this the rest of this he'll sign he'll sign somebody as a somebody will pick yeah, it. He'll up. sign as a backup yeah, in the NFL. In the NFL, no doubt. It's just too good not to take a take a chance on something like that, especially if it's just as your backup. I mean, shit. Right, exactly. Right. All right, so let's go to this. So last week, uh, I, I put up a map last week mm-hmm. um, yep. that had where I was playing. Mm-hmm. If you remember, it looked, yeah. it looked like this. Yep. Uh, let's see. And I remember... It like this. Yeah, I, even, I remember saying, look, you can kind of draw a line between the west and the east. Right. Yeah. So then... So then uh, this came out. There you go. Okay, so here's There's the, my line. There's your line. Yep. Right? Yep. So you're east and you're west. Mm-hmm. And then also underneath these, it has a list of all the um, places that they're playing. So like the Dragons are playing in CenturyLink Field, which is Seattle. Seattle, right. Uh, Dignity Health Sports Park out in L.A., which is a... It's, it's, Never even heard of it. I'm yeah, not sure it, it's, it's, a, it's a sports complex. They, they play like um, college football and stuff there. Okay. Um, Globe Life Park in Dallas is another non 
NFL stadium. Like it's not big enough for that, but it's yeah. a, it's still a fairly big big place. Okay. Uh, the Toke Toke T D E C U Stadium. That's an actual college. I was gonna say that sounds like a college. Okay, yeah. It actually is a college, and it was funny because they had the it's the it's the University of Houston. <laughs> And so they, at the place they were selling all their like alcohol and drinks for the game. Yeah, the guy was holding up his University of Houston. <laughs> he was showing where his where, where he was at. It was, pretty, it, was pretty, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, the Battle Hawks were playing in the dome. Yeah, the old dome where uh, the uh, the Chargers or not the Chargers, but uh, the Rams. The Rams. What am I saying? I know. Wow. Buddy. Wow. Warner the Rams. Um. Well, anyway, they 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 sold out the lower bowl. Um, I believe it. I, I believe it was. I believe they want to say it was somewhere around the neighborhood of eighteen thousand seats. Yeah, for their home opener. Yeah, and um, Keem Nix is one of their coaches. They, they really want. They really want him to stick around. Yep. Um. I mean him. Akeem, he, yeah, Akeem. Akeem, yeah. They, re they really want this team to stick around. They're, they're a big sports town. I mean, they are. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, they've supported an NFL team before. It wouldn't be. And it was, it's funny because yeah. when, when I went out there, I had to go out to uh, St. Louis for a um, for a job. Uh, I had to go out there. Yeah. And uh, that weekend that I was out there, my hotel was actually like four doors up from their practice facility. Oh, really? The Rams practice facility. The Rams, facility, yeah. So. And I was, it was like right after they had left. I was like, man, I wonder what's going to go in here. There. Maybe the uh, Battle Cats. Maybe. Maybe. Look at that. The Battle Hawks. The Battle Hawks are, yeah. I Like I said, I'm beginning. I just, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that's the team I'm going to root for. I, I, they've got former Bengals coaches. I, you know, I, I not that I was in love with those coaches, but, you know, it's it, it, it's starting to feel. It does have that little bit of connection for you. Yeah, it does have a connection. And uh, they're they're. They're good, scrappy, good, but good. And then the Vipers are playing at Raymond James Stadium. Um, yep. So, so they're playing another with Tampa Bay, right? So they have two, uh, two crappy teams. I, I still don't know why would you be the Vipers if you have that pirate ship in that stadium. I, I just, I don't know. I would take advantage. I would work out something with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and be the, I don't know, the privateers. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Something you think it'd be something yeah. because they have cannons and everything else down there. Yeah. Like why would you take a take a you know take a thing the, now I do know that yeah. in Seattle. So in Seattle, the big thing for for the games is um, for the Seahawks anyway. Yeah. Is to raise the flag, the twelfth man flag. Twelfth man flag. Like, so they have celebrities come in and everybody else and mm. like um, war heroes and stuff like that. They'll come out sure. and raise the flag. Um, for the Dragons, they have a the torch, torch which is cool. So they have lighting of the torch. Yeah. So. Um, Steve Steve uh, Largent, yeah, the former Seahawk, yeah, they, was the one that lit it for their first home. Yeah, game. I was really expecting. I was kind of expecting him to make a bigger deal. He didn't do too much with it. He just like here. I yeah. was like, come on, get out there, and go ah, you know, something cool with it. But you know, yeah, is what it is. Yeah, so that was pretty neat. Yeah, um, uh, the, the defenders. Yep, playing at Audi Field, which is a which is a soccer stadium. Okay, well, and they, you know, makes they, sense. And I mean, they filled it for the most part. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people are saying about these other teams. They're, they're saying, you know, you always have the the uh, the the Homer fan base who instantly, as soon as one thing starts, they say, "Where are we expanding to?" Yeah, and obviously you, they want it. They're they're going to want to put a foundation in first before they go and sure and do that. Um, but like one of the places they're talking about is Columbus. Columbus would be a great town, right? And they said, well. Get Cincinnati fans, well, they, Cleveland they, they, fans. They said, would they play at the shoe? Ohio State you know, fans. Ohio State, would they play at the shoe? Mm -hmm. No, they play. They probably play at Columbus Crew. 
which is another soccer stadium. Yeah. Which is fairly big. Big enough to have their big own. Big enough, yeah. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I'm surprised that any, any of the NFL stadiums is helping out the XFL this year, to be honest with you. I, it is kind of it is kind of odd. Yeah. Like why you, and because yeah. I, I don't think they thought of them as a competition. They're really not yet, but they could be. Someday. Well, I tell you who they are is, is the CFL, the Canadian Football League. Yeah. And people are getting pissed because all of a sudden that practice squad is signing players from the stars not just players there's not any stars in the cfl to come over because they want to be part of the nfl yeah exactly because they're like wow that's a big stage their games are already on tv Mm -hmm. canadian football is never on right and they're like i'm gonna go over there and play which i've never understood for canadian football you think they'd want to touch the american market just a little bit even with the northern cities or something but yeah you never see it no no they've never taken advantage of it now whether that's the last last team and uh probably the least least fun team um which is surprising me because you would think that the east coast would love this team yeah uh, the, the guardians they look like gargoyles yeah um I, I like the idea i like the name uh the team definitely ran into a roadblock uh this week well, i, I you, was I, expecting a lot better game well i tell you what some and, of these teams have problems at quarterback but none more so than the, the guardians it's true and i tell you the defenders took full advantage of it and they wiped the floor with them um well yeah yeah. Shut him out. First shutout. Yeah. It, First shutout in the XFL. I just I, I just couldn't – I can't believe that – you know, and I, I'm all for talking to the players mm-hmm. and being right there, like get their instant reaction, you know. Yeah. How was it scoring that touchdown or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But uh, did you catch the interview that they did right after that – First half uh, with the quarterback from the the Guardians, the Matt, Matt McGloin. I got to I've got to be honest with you. I fell asleep during this game that, because they were killing him. <laughs> so, so, so. Um, you know, usually they go, you know, what's going on? Oh, we got to do some things better on defense, and you know, but we're you know we're still in the blah blah blah. They interviewed the quarterback, it's the coach, McGloin, and he said, "We're playing awful." We need to change everything. Whole entire game plan needs to change because this is not blah blah blah. This is the worst game I've ever been a part of in my life. Ouch! Like some things you should not that's, say. Yeah, that's what the quarterback is saying going into halftime. It's like, oh, there's a reason why you interview the head coach going into halftime because he's still looking at it from an outside perspective. He's not like, well, even we're even our teeth kicked in. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But even still, why from a PR standpoint and you're. Wow! Wow! There's somebody well, has no professional well, well, it's not, I, tact about well, it. Well, I think it was because he came out later and he talked kind of semi calmer. I think it was just because he was in the it's they're in they're he's, in have it's an emotion they're in that game right now. He's mad. Yeah. yeah, you know it's like when you're playing video games and mm-hmm. you lose a round, you're like I'm playing like crap. Blow the throat and you throw remotes or whatever. Yeah, it's one thing though to um, I mean I, I I appreciate that kind of passion, but it's one thing to do that with an established team. It's been around for a while. It's another with the second game in its history. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I have I have quotes here from a couple people, and you, you'll you'll just you can just hear it, and you're like, right. Yeah, you can definitely tell he's like he's calling out his quarterback. Well, the head coach is calling out his quarterback. Yeah, it's pretty good. So anyway, so based on the first two weeks of the, of the year, um, based on social media posts, based on uh, merchandise purchases and things of that nature, mm-hmm. uh, they came out with the. Uh, fan base like originally you know they had the fan bases basically giant circles around each city right and the guardians had the whole entire the whole entire like from new york up northeast yeah Yeah, and then the defenders basically had the whole east coast Mm -hmm. um 
St. Louis took the middle. You know, I mean, it was it was fairly even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So here it is after week two. Wow. Uh, I mean, it, I expect this to change quite a bit going forward. I mean, we're only in week two, but well, yeah, but still, but it's, it's interesting. It's obviously going to change because um, the only things are probably going to stay exactly the same or right around where the cities are because everybody else doesn't have a city to choose from. Right. So they're still floating trying to pick their their, their team. Right. Yeah, but I, I think this represents, though, um, definitely the top three really, really well. Um, again, and the top three were the defenders were one, I believe, uh, followed by the Roughnecks being two, and then the Battlehawks were three. And, and then the map reflects that um, yeah. pretty well. So you can see the defenders are on the whole East Coast, West yep. New York. Yep, they're and in white. The, and part of the West... Mm -hmm. Part of the part of the west out there. Yep. Um, that they're the white area there. Yep. Down towards the um the, the battle the battle hawks are all the blue area. Yep. The roughnecks are kind of split from southern Texas, and then that's interesting. Honestly, that's that's Texas. a very strange and how the defenders are way out west is interesting too. That's, yeah, and, and it's, it's I guess it's just kind of just the way people picking the yeah. picking the strongest teams. Yeah, I guess you got but... Alaska. I'm sure there's there's twelve people up there watching. <laughs> yeah. and they're the, from their igloos. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny because like <laughs> if if they would have taken uh, like if if the Seattle if the Dragons would have taken Maine, yeah, they would have taken the four corners. <laughs> what I want to feels like taking the map of the four corners. I, I want to know what's the connection to Dallas in Hawaii. That's what I want to know. Oh, I have no idea. Maybe I do <laughs> is there is there no. a Samoans playing on that well, team or well, something? What or say, what's going on? Like the Samoan quarterback is the one playing for the Battlehawks. Mm, that's right. I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't understand that at all. I don't know. I don't know. But this will change. I mean, it's yeah, going to change. It'll be a constant changing graphic. But it's interesting to see, though. I mean, uh, other than, uh, I mean, the Battlehawks are geographic. The Defenders is, are geographic for the most part, except for the whole West Coast thing. <laughs> the Vipers. And then the poor, the, the, the piss poor Vipers. Um, the Vipers with no teeth. And I like how the Dragons have Florida now, too. And then the, the most, the biggest surprise for this, if I'm looking at this, is the Gargoyles. Yeah, with a little bit, the red. Yeah, I just, okay. Um, so you own New York City, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And Long Island, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get into some games. Yeah. Games week two. Sure. Um, so, like, the LA game you were talking about. Mm-hmm. The, see how they were, they were? They were close. They were within, when is, like, when did the score? Mm-hmm. Um... This was uh, Whatchamacallit's debut, if I remember right. Yeah, right? Landry um, Jones. Landry Jones, which so Landry didn't Jones. have a great game. Yeah, he did. I mean... So he hasn't played in two years. Yeah, but right. he had two interceptions, but yeah. But he, he I mean, threw yeah. 305 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And a lot of his throws, um, he had a lot of more, he had a lot more throws, 40 attempts. Mm -hmm. And I would say, he only completed 28 of them. I would say another 10 of them yeah. looked like rust. Like you just tell, like when he was throwing, he was missing the guy by like two or three inches. Like it was, like, it was one of those just like his adrenaline was pumping and he was just overthrowing. I, I I think him and his wide receivers weren't always on the same page in this game either. I do remember bits and pieces of this game. Right, so. but you know who did stand out is uh, Curtis Artis Payne, former Dallas Cowboy. Yeah, um, ran for almost 100 yards, 99 yards. Yeah, that was the strength of their two touchdowns. Team. Their uh, defense as well. Yeah, their their running game is pretty is pretty solid. Yeah, their backup Dunbar had forty two yards on six carries. Yeah, so they're, they're not doing too bad. L A. I'm still trying to find 
still trying to find. They don't have a. They look so much better in week one. This was another team that kind of just took a, not as bad as as the gargoyle or the whatever they are, New York Guardians. Guardians. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to call them the gargoyles, the Guardians. But yeah, they they just didn't look as good in week two. They didn't. They were a little bit more. Um, yeah, they came out flat. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let's go with uh, the, the blowout. The blowout. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so passing yardage. Uh, the backup had 51 yards, and the starter had 44 yards passing. Um, their running back had 39 yards rushing. I mean, they, it was just an up and down. They, they, DC just blew them away. DC defense was this whole game. Um, I mean, they're. Don't yeah. I mean, there was a little bit of offense, but I mean. I mean, they yeah. had a, they had a pair of. They almost had a pair of of uh, hundred yard receivers. Yeah. So they're they're not they're not, not shabby. Not shabby. Yeah, but they're and, not. But it was one of those. It was one of those things. Remember, like John Kitten. Yeah. He didn't have to get him to the Super Bowl, like, but he was quarterback enough to get Baltimore in there. They. This is one of those teams in the NFL, like the NFL. You just need a good quarterback game manager, and then right. the defense will win the rest for right. you. Right. So like, um, Cardell, so far, Card- anyway. Cardell Jones, former Ohio State. Yeah, Cardell. Yeah, that he threw for two hundred seventy-six yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Yeah, um, there's a lot of Ohio State fans going nuts. I'm sure. Oh, looking definitely. watching this. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's part of the reason why their fan base is so for the defenders is so, so far in yeah. towards like Cincinnati and everything is because of the Ohio State yeah. connection there. Now it's funny because um, Cardell Jones they posted something on one of those Facebook pages. I tried to join as many of the XFL pages as I could um, just to kind of get the. Get a vibe. Get the vibe from each of the fan bases. And on the, the DC Defenders one, uh, they said um, Cardell Jones hasn't lost since high school. He was 11 and 0 at Ohio State. Yeah. And now he's 2 and 0 here in the XFL. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Asterisk, pretty fun. asterisk, asterisk. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Pretty, pretty funny stat. <laughs> um, now this the guy down in the bottom corner that you see there is the head coach. Pep yep. Johnson. Pep Johnson, yeah. He's and, and he's he, kind of colorful. He's kind of funny. He's very colorful, and he's very uh, player-friendly. Mm. And always is just... The minute he's angry or not on the sidelines, he's always having a good time. Yeah. And I think that comes across in the team. The team has fun when they're playing. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a big thing. I don't think he pulls any punches either when he talks, especially when he talks to the media even. He doesn't really say a whole lot. But, I mean, he says a lot more than... He, the most professional coaches, well, I guess. Okay. What I'm saying. <clears throat> All right, so let's go to uh, <laughs> Seattle. First home game, the, the Vipers came in. Love the vibe of this dude, game, dude. The, the uh, fan base. Yeah. I, I, I it impressed me. I love them for Seattle. I love them for the Seahawks, and then yeah. and it's basically you use the same 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 people going base, to this, yeah. And and they get into it, yeah. And like I, I put I put the one guy up. We had this Mohawk. Um, it's typically that it's usually done in the. Uh, the Seahawks colors. Yeah, this but time. He, this time he did it in the uh, the dragons. dragons colors. Yeah, and there was a lot of lot of people there with their look like usual Seattle garb, but it was done up with the dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one fan base, man. I, that's that's one of the biggest things that when I was, you know, it was like what, like nine nine years ago. Why when you picked up the Seahawks? Yeah, I picked up the Seahawks. Yeah, I guess it was about the time they brought in uh, what's McCall for quarterback um, Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's one of the biggest, my biggest draws to that market because I was like, you know, I'm gonna was the fan base. They weren't overly obnoxious. Yeah, but they like they enjoyed the game. They're having fun. Yeah, like yeah. they weren't they weren't taunting the other team. Yeah, they weren't taunting their fans. Team. Yeah, it was just more of a 
for love of the game like the XFL does. Well, I yeah, again, I mean, hats off to, and I've said this before about the uh, the stadium up there. It's it's built for sound, and it it, it pays off. Oh, but, and it's right into the bay too. Yeah, so it's it's. it's, oh. it's um, it, it pays off for for the dragons too because I think it was only half filled and it sounded like a full NFL stadium at times. Oh yeah, well they actually they had, sold ten thousand season tickets. I believe that ten thousand season tickets. Why not get drunk and watch a team exactly. play football and go crazy? I mean that, um, that 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 is such a sports town. I'm sure they're cheap right now. I mean, and, and so. right, and but to get it's, it's, it's funny because like they've never played before. Mm-hmm. And you have some. And they hadn't ever had ten thousand season tickets sold. Oh yeah, it's that's just, that's crazy. As long as they keep playing, if as long as the NFL lets them keep playing in that stadium, it'll be fantastic. I, I, I like I said, they they were. Uh, I mean, it was half full. They were cheering, and it was so loud that they the other team was messing up. They were miss, They were getting. Oh, yeah. uh, false start calls because yeah. they couldn't do the cadence yeah and it was it was, it, was, yeah. it was it was great and they call it the dragon lair yeah it was just a cool name the dragon lair, lair yeah. you know instead of, instead of legion of boom right um all right but silvers again uh yeah like, that's another it's another team that has a quarterback issue um, they could definitely do better, or oh, he yeah. could do a lot better. Like, uh, he's well, got a lot of weapons. He's got some weapons behind him. Well, but. I'm curious to see w- when when they start pulling the trigger on these quarterbacks because it is the highest paid position. It's not like the other positions on the team, right? So it is a higher paid position. So I want. I wonder when they're gonna they're make make a change and go with someone else. I don't know. I don't know that. Yeah, but between but, them, between them, the wide receivers are pretty spread apart. Forty five yards. Forty five yards. 27 yards. Or, 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 I'm sorry, that's rushing. Forgive me. Oh yeah. So they don't have a solid rusher, I guess. Yeah, they don't have a solid rushing team. They're like, you know, the three-headed mm-hmm. monster. Right. But they do have Reynolds. Now he's the same guy the last week. We got well, well over 100, 100 yards. yards. Yeah. And they, again, this week, eight more, uh, three three catches for 87 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he, he came in late, like he was. It was like non-existent in the first half. Yeah, and they finally and they finally found him in the found second a way half, to get came, to him. Once. Well, broke open on a on a cut across and scored a touchdown yeah and then from that point on it was like oh the momentum's changed the crowd went nuts mm-hmm. you know and then all of a sudden they were doing these plays that they didn't couldn't do before and it was just like yeah where was this the whole game yeah it, it got better um but it was uh you know it, like i said i was just impressed with the fan base i think more than i was the playing in this game and the vipers just suck um yeah i i, I see no <laughs> I see no silver lining. No, uh, there, there wasn't really a silver lining. There wasn't any outstanding player. They Except kept the, the running. They did have uh, Patrick, the running back, at seventy-three yards. I mean, they tried to. They, they they got that Flowers kid that they keep trying to bring in and now. And I think that might be half their problem. Maybe they should just stick with one quarterback for a while and try to at least establish something. Uh, I know that Flowers kid is is kind of like a well, running played, quarterback sensation, and they can well, do a wildcat with him. Exactly and stuff, the wildcat, and that's they were they're like, oh, but, this is gonna be an offensive minded game, uh, offensive minded you know league and everything else, and mm-hmm. he'll be our double threat, and it's just not coming. So out far, it has not panned yeah, out. Yeah, he had uh, he had uh, 15 yards rushing. Yeah. And 18 yards passing. Yeah, it's it's really not even worth him having him in there uh, no. at this point. I would put him in as a wide receiver, just no, leave I, it, I, you know, be done with it. Okay, and then the last game of the week. This was the best game of the week. This was the this was and it was funny because this is the game we chose mm-hmm. as the game of the week. Yeah, and we say this is gonna be the biggest battle for everybody. Yeah, I, um, and 
And we actually thought that it was actually going to be a less scoring game than this. Yeah, I thought it would be much, like, much we, lower. We thought the defense was going to be. Yeah, you know, but, but um, four point four points between the uh, the St. Louis and Houston game here. It's a lot of back and forth in this game um, too. Ta- Tamu, how do you pronounce uh, yeah, it? Yeah, I, I can't pronounce him yet, and I'm not going to even try. That's yeah. that's that's how so bad he, it is. He's this, the white guy you see in the center. He's the quarterback there, the Samoan. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks. He looks good when he's out there. Yeah, he does. Um, he's, he's not a uh, – it doesn't look like he's prone to make mistakes. He reminds me a lot of the guy from Alabama who hurt his hip this past season. Yeah, I, I mean, he's not he's not flawless. He still – he did have two picks. Um, but overall, they, they, they're, they're a team that – there's one of those teams that just does not stop playing. It doesn't matter what – what they're up against, they keep they keep coming out and they keep knocking on the door and they keep battling it. They're the Battle Hawks, um, you know. And Houston is a damn good team. Uh, I, I mean, we just talked. We've been talking about PJ Walker all, all all show long, you know. And the fact that they were able to keep pace with them and, uh, and you know, and only lost by four, I consider that a um, a moral victory, I suppose, against uh, what I think is going to be maybe the championship team of the entire league it you know once it's all said and done yep so i i, I agree um yeah. that uh tiamal whatever he had three two three passing tds one rushing td yeah and two picks yeah um and then pj walker he had three he had three touchdowns this week followed up from his last his uh four touchdowns from last week yeah um i mean it was just i, I enjoy- crazy to watch these guys play and be like how are these guys not in the NFL? Yeah, in fact, I was, you know, I think we, we were even commenting back and forth on this game, and I was like, huh, what do you know this, you know, because all the other games were were okay. Um, the DC game was a blowout. But I, I remember texting him, like, you know, the, this week two seems like it's a step down from week one, and then we got this game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is this is the level of play I want to see. Yeah, like I would like to see this at every, every team. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, multiple touchdowns, mm-hmm. multiple – Multiple chances going up and down the field, back and forth. You you just never you know the the suspense of the game was all the way to the the final minute of the game, I believe. Right. All right. So let's go into the preview for next week. Starts okay. tomorrow. Yep. Um. Starts tomorrow at two. You get Houston at, Vi- at the, the Vipers. Boom. Yeah, that's... <laughs> get ready. <laughs> Unless Tampa Bay finds a way. To finally turn it around. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Houston I all the way, baby. Don't see uh, them finding a way. Is that the Vipers' first home game? I believe it is. So, so, I, guess, so I guess we'll see. That's what I'll see. We'll see if home field advantage pays pays off. Yeah. Um, but it would be a big. It would be the biggest upset ever so far for the XFL. If that, oh yeah, if it would definitely happened. be a huge up, giant upset. Yeah. Um, they got Dallas at Seattle. That'll be a good game. Uh, um, I, Landry Jones and his his game back, his second game back. I think it was gonna be even better, mm-hmm. more polished. You now Seattle's defense played really well at Seattle. Yeah. And they fed off the crowd a lot, so I'm, I'm curious to see if that plays in effect again. Uh, yeah, I you know I think you're gonna it's gonna be just as loud. It may even be louder. Um, because this Dallas team is better than the last team they played, so. And then we got we'll uh, the Guardians at St. Louis for the St. Louis's home opener, which is sold out. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward so- to this one. Sold out to a degree, so like they didn't open, they didn't open the top section. Top, top, top so sections. far, nobody has. Yeah, they didn't open the top sections, mm-hmm. but they did sell out like eighteen thousand. They were showing on um, some of the s- social media stuff. They were showing. Uh, the bars that were putting up the the battle battle hawks flags and stuff like that in their bars. 
Yeah. Uh, for people to come and watch there. Uh, it looks to be like it's going to be a good game. I can't. I, I've, I've seen pictures of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, the blue end zones look really cool. Yeah. Like solid blue end zones. Blue I really like those. Yep. Um, so I, 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 I see the Battlehawks winning this game. Mm-hmm. Um, if McGloin can come out and, and he- keep his head on his shoulders, I think it'll be a decent match. Only because of what I watched week one with the Guardians. I can't see them falling that bad two weeks in a row. I, I want to see them rebound I because I think that I just would like to see an, uh, uh, another solid team, uh, you know, maybe a fourth, fourth, you know, like like we've been talking about the big three so far, and and then you know, I I think they could be the potential fourth team or third team depending, but uh, it's going to be a good. Yeah, I think it's going to be a toss up between them and Dallas. Who uh, takes four, spot number four? Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting test for St. Louis to defend their home field for the first time, and then you know this this is going to be against a team that's that is going to be looking to rebound. It's going to be looking to. And you know they even though the the Battlehawks lost, they was kind of like like I said a moral victory if you ask me, and it was a good game for them I think. Well, um, it showed that they have no quit. Right. So we'll see if that carries over. Uh, in fact, um, well let's talk about DCLA and then I'll we'll make our picks for the week I guess. Okay. So then the last game of the week, which is on FS1 again mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. Um, really don't like the fact that all the games. Or on regular TV, except for the like the, the night, Sunday night game. The Sunday night games on FS1, and but it's again, it's it's another. I think there's another thing going on this week. Yeah, well, they're going to run into a lot of basketball well, so, and well, so last things week, like that. Last week you had the NBA All Star Game and the Daytona 500. Yeah, on Sunday, which we actually got postponed until Monday because yeah. of the rain. But so that's why because we're like, why is it on? Yeah, a different channel. That's why. But I think there was another thing going on this Sunday, yeah. and it was just like. They're oh, gonna run, they're gonna run into basketball and eventually I believe by the end of the season they'll start running into baseball. So Oh yeah, yeah I don't doubt it. You know, so um but my my only concern with this game with the with the D C and LA game mm-hmm. is the fact that um much the effect of um so Jim Zorn, head coach of the um Dragons, said couldn't be much more excited for players because most of the players in their experience a sport like that in the stadium they can give them. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they saw the fans create the atmosphere and that creation they felt it at home as well not out of place at all and um, hoping that they can prove but my my thing is to go along with that mm-hmm. a lot of these guys have never never been on that road trip that west coast road trip yeah it could so be like, a big, so they're, big they're factor st- so they're in the DC like the east coast mm-hmm. traveling to the west coast they're going to have that jet lag yep are they going to perform in LA and it'd be a great Great comeback win or big win for LA, obviously, if they can take down what is right now the number one team in the right, XFL. Right, in the power rankings, I think it goes, it goes DC, Houston, ba- Battlehawks, Dallas, Dallas, yeah, and then Seattle, New York, yeah, LA, LA, LA and Canada. I believe LA is at the bo- that's at the top of the lower tier, so yeah, you know they would so be. So we'll, we'll see how that works. Mike, okay, Brian, what's your game of the week? Well, I'm going to take the Battlehawks at home, um, just because I I, I want to see this. I, I think this is where we see their true colors. I think this is where we see them go up against a thirsty, hungry team that's gonna uh, that's gonna take on their home turf. So we'll see if they're they've been, so far they've been a great road team. Let's see if how they do against a good is a, a home team, and I, I, I do. I think New York's looking to uh, to turn th- things back around. We'll see after getting their asses kicked 
by DC. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I am going to go with the Dallas and Seattle game. That's a good one. Only because I think Houston's going to wipe the floor with Tampa Bay, and I think DC is actually going to handle LA quite easily. Okay. Because um, you got the two two top teams making mm-hmm. the two bottom teams. Yeah. And I was like, man, I don't see that being a game of the week matchup. No. Um, but I do see the Dallas and Seattle one because. Like we said, it's Landry Jones, the second game back. Sure. You got Seattle playing at Seattle. So that home field advantage doesn't take, you know, does it really make that big of a difference? Because if it does. I think it kept them in the game all, last week. All the, all of a sudden, Seattle sit at 2 and 1. Yeah. Like they're right back at the top. Yeah. And it's like, ooh. They're the, they're the West Coast powerhouse all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like, yeah. ooh, that's wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, it'll be interesting. And it's it's really a do or die for Dallas, too. At one, they're 1 and 1. Is that right? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, it'll be a, and I'll be I'll be yeah. I'll be sitting at wherever I'm watching the game with my uh, my my terrible orange towel. You're gonna roll it, fly it, let the ta- the towel go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there you go, guys. There's our there's our picks for picks, uh, picks of the week. Picks of the week. Rundown. Yep. Let's go with uh, let's go with some of the uh, the news around the league. Okay. Um, we'll do those first. We got uh, like I was talking about the quote. From uh, Matt McGoin, okay, um, from from New York, and he stupid, was, yes, and he was like, he was like worst game I've ever been a part of, you Idiot. know, because he got he got benched, yeah, in the game. This is the worst game I've ever been a part of. Being a baby, um, yeah. it's not how you be a leader. He he, he says at no point in time did I feel like we were going to be successful today. Yeah, let's just throw your whole entire exactly. coaching staff under exactly. the bus. Yeah. So then the yeah. New, the head coach got on there. Right, and he said one of two things happens when you get your butt beat like we did. You either come together or you splinter. Yeah. Well, you can see where where they're where they're going. Where they're yeah. going. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got. We got oh, we had our first uh, double forward pass. Yes. Um, so the way that works is um, you can make a forward pass as long as it's not behind the line of scrimmage. As long as it's behind, behind the line, line of scrimmage, scrimmage it can be forward. It where in the NFL, forward. it has to be backwards. Correct. Yeah. Um, so that one that actually worked. Um, we got our a glimpse into the head, headset communication. Yep. Uh, on the on the DC game, uh, Pepper Hamilton talks into his into his wide receiver and says, "All right, this one's on you. You can take your horse and take it to the house." Yep. Right. And then next that that same play where he was talking to him, he took off. He took time. off. And and like, it was and he made a huge catch. It was it was it was fun to watch. Like it was like you're like because you know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. You're like oh here it comes here, here comes here comes yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty neat pretty neat to watch. Um, let's see, we got some signings. Okay. We got the uh, the Vipers making a <laughs> roster move. They released Mac Brown was their running back. Yeah. Um, he was primarily their kick returner. So I guess they're, they're special teams. Yeah, they're 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 assessing where they need people. They're like, well, we really don't need him there. Um, we were talking about Team Nine, yeah. which is what this league has. It doesn't have a um, each division doesn't have a specific um, practice squad. Right, it's one. It's one, central. Yeah, it's one central practice squad. In it's actually in Texas, mm-hmm. but it is called Team Nine, mm-hmm. and then players teams can sign players off of that. Right, right. So Team Nine signed a Canadian Football League yeah, he's wide a- receiver. He's a big star, right? And he's a huge star. Yeah. Right? So XFL, uh, XFL is starting to sign Canadian studs. Uh, they, they was, this isn't the only one they signed. Yeah. And they're starting to come over. They're like, yeah. XFL already has already has TV contracts. 
and they're, well, they're, getting, a, they're, they're getting exposure. They can a, possibly, it looks like it's going to be a faster jump from the XFL to the NFL than it is the CFL to the NFL. Yeah, because yeah. CFL's not even broadcast anymore. No, yeah, you're going to get people are going to start talking, and they're going to be like, "Gee, I wish my team would sign this guy, or this guy would be a great fit on our team." If he, you know, and suddenly that's how the ball starts rolling on Twitter now. And, yep. Yep. All right, so. Uh, We'll go through here. The, the Vipers. We already talked. Said the, the Mac Brown released Mac Brown. They also released wide receivers and Tavian Jones. They need to trash our whole team. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they traded away the linebacker so Corey Toomer to Seattle for their for one of their wide receivers um, Green. Okay. Um, and then they also acquired from Team Nine defensive lineman Shane Bowman. So they're making. They're trying. Yeah, they're making tweak changes. It. We'll see how how well those changes would go. Yeah. Um, uh, Dallas changed their um, now that Landon Jones is back mm-hmm. uh, they um, swapped back out their quarterbacks so they have reacquired quarterback Eric Dungy who was the backup I believe he offers a little something different than Landon Jones does mm-hmm. um, and then put uh, and then waved Brogan Roback okay. which is more of a Landon Jones style quarterback so yeah. I think it was a you know, we, we wanted one of each. One style of each. Yeah, we want one pocket passer, one rush, one rushing quarterback. Back I guess how they're doing it. Yeah. So that that was it for the. Um, I think the Wildcats about done though. Yeah. I, it's overplayed. For, for the for the for the rushing. Yeah. Um. Let's see what do we want to talk about next. Let's do. Uh, we talk. We so we said we talk about overtime. Yeah. Now let's talk about let's overtime. Talk about overtime. It sounds interesting to me. <clears throat> so overtime. This is coming off the. Uh, the XFL page um, consists of five rounds, staged in alternating play. So, like, if it was DC versus Houston, mm-hmm. um, DC would get to go at it, then Houston, then DC, then Houston, mm-hmm. then DC, then Houston. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> there, there. Um, each team starts at the opponent's five-yard line. Yep. And the offensive the offensive team has one play to score. Yes. Okay. The, the team with the most points after the five rounds is the winner. Right. If a team at some point becomes mathematically eliminated, so it's best of five. Right. Um, if, if, if it's mathematically eliminated, then it's over. Right. Right? If the teams are tied after five rounds... They go again. Then they go again until one is leading at the conclusion of a round. Mm-hmm. So it could literally go on for forever. Right, right. It could go... Then we go round by round, which is kind of like college, except college, I think, starts at the 20-yard line. Yeah. Yeah, so this this is going to be a much easier scoring. This is almost like a well, penalty kick situation. Well, and, I don't know, because and, some, you get, sometimes you, it doesn't show that way because um, you, I mean, end up, you end up with the... Um, the defense is so stacked inside those five yards. Oh, sure. That's hard to get open. It can be. So you you run into that too. But the yeah, I, okay, I'll I'll give you that. What I like about it is, you've got your defense on the field, you have your offense on the field, and both sides are represented equally. And the fact that there's five, you know, best of five to start with, even better. Then you can say, you know, well we had it, we did we screwed up one play. Well, you still had at least. Two more plays, probably, because they're going to get at least best of three, right? Right. In any circumstance, so you can't say it's a busted play. Um, you know, I because I hate ties. I I can't stand anything that ends in a tie. Right. That's what they say. It, it, nobody it, wants a tie. Yeah. It's the just players stupid. don't want a tie. Fans don't want a tie. So no. that's what they're doing yeah. this for. Yeah. Now, the one thing, the touchdowns and stuff aren't six points in overtime. Yeah, they're like uh, two. Two. Yeah. Yeah, they're two points. 
Which is fun. Yeah, that way you can justify and go, well, yeah, they were tied and they, obviously they won by two, but that's that's why. You know, there was a... It was overtime, you know. Right. So. And then, so if the... Um, Personally, it would be better if they made it one point, probably. If the, now, this is another funny, interesting rule. Mm -hmm. If the defense commits a penalty... Yes. The offensive team reattempt from one yard line. Yes, so it goes half the distance to the goal. Any subsequent penalty from the committed by the defensive team on any subsequent play... Including including in future rounds mm -hmm. will result in a score awarded to the offensive team. Oh, a penalty score! I would never do that. I would put so, it. I would keep itching it towards the goal line. I don't care if it's the one centimeter line. I, right. I don't like that. But it's, yeah. it's, it's to increase product. Yeah, get to get the game over. Right, yeah. but it's funny because it's like so if you got an offside, like like an approachment defense twice, then they score. It's automatically up two points. Yeah, I, I don't oh. like I don't like scoring by penalty. Right. So um, okay. So then I didn't, uh, know, I didn't know that about it. Yeah. So yeah. if the offensive team commits a preseason that penalty, mm -hmm. ball moved back from the original spot, pursuant to regular rules, and then be replayed attempt. Okay. Okay. And if the offensive team commits a post state penalty going forward, mm -hmm. the play is over. So they lose their attempt. They lose their attempt. So two two penalties either way results either in a score or loss of opportunity. Correct. Okay. Well, at least there's a balance to it, I yeah. guess. And but I really want to see this play out. On just want to see it play out. Yeah. Because yeah, it sounds interesting. And then it's, and then it, and it's there's no coin flip. Yeah. It's visiting team on offense first, home team on defense. It's fine because they each get their opportunity. So yeah, why not? And so. then uh, defense can't score. Okay. So even if it's like a pick six, yeah, they can't run it back for they can't a touchdown. Run it back for touchdown. Okay, fair enough. And then um, the en the end zone for overtime will be determined at the ninety minute mark. Hmm. Now they don't say how. They don't say how it'll be determined. So I don't know if it's gonna be a coin toss or if it's a field conditions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or or since this is the XFL and they're doing a lot of stuff for the fan base for TV, do they do it with? Whichever end zone looks more full. Uh, you know what I mean? Like so I don't know. There's there was nothing listed on that on the page about. I I, that. I mean I guess you could ask what coaches what side of the field looks better. I, I don't know. Further, I. Yeah, I don't know. It would depend on I guess field conditions. Um, yeah, about the defense scoring thing. I, maybe they should make interception or fumble recoveries two points. Then you, I kind of like that idea. That way, you're at least if you do get an interception, you not just stop their play, but at least you get something, or maybe you just give them one point. I, I don't know something. I, I, but anyway, I'm just thinking out loud. My head. I've been stuck on that ever since you said it. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely I would love to see this play out on television, just to see the whole process, and then I can really fully evaluate. I mean, it, what it looks, it sounds interesting. It sounds exciting. Um, it's like I said to me. It's kind of the equivalent of the the penalty kick in a way, um, in uh in soccer. But yeah, no no ties. That's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, that's one of my favorite things about it. Is like nobody likes to tie. No, no. no fan base likes to tie. Even the what? one, even the team that was losing, they came back to tie it. Yeah, they they still want to win or loss. Yeah, what's the point in? It's like you never played the game. You know, it's like okay, you do. We just played for nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we didn't win, we didn't lose, so okay. 
Oh, I agree. You, you know, I, I just don't. I've never liked it. So. All right. So then we got another uh, another difference between uh, the college and NFL and XFL. Mm-hmm. Um, college college and NFL have three three timeouts per half. Yes. And XFL only has two one, one minute. minute timeouts per yeah. half. Yeah, which. I imagine that might expand as if it gets popular, just from TV timeout perspective and commercials and stuff like that. But right now they kind of just stay on the field. So right, and yeah. then the other thing, um, there's no instant replay. Yeah, but there's no coach's challenge. Right, everything comes from upstairs. Yes, and they actually show us. I mean, that's one of the, one of my favorite. Parts. That's the cool thing. Yeah, they, they show us the guy with the Xbox controller. I finally got to see that week two, and I really liked it. Yeah, we show him with the Xbox yeah. controller. He's like, yeah. nope. Let's look at this one, and he's touching the screen. It's a touch screen. He pulls it over. He moves it around. He said, no, let's go this one. Mm-hmm. Move it around. He said, no, we got the ball of the 35. Let's say he dropped it. And call then, stands. Yeah, yeah you call, hear him say call, it. Call stands. Call stands. And then you hear the referee. After further review, the play stands. Dance. Ball to be placed. Yeah. And you can see the interaction that's what's taking place. It's not somebody arbitrary going, let's screw over. Let's screw over the St. Louis. Let's screw over the New Orleans Saints again. Well, and it, let's not. We can't see anything there. I mean, they've actually gone back and called these plays, and I, for the most part, are getting them right. Well, it's like I said last week. I, I, I said, you know, it takes away it takes away any conspiracy theory that that uh, you know that the bookies are 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 trying to rig the game or trying to mm-hmm. rig the point spread, or it just takes all that away. It, you, it's right there in front of you. You know, it's kind of hard to cheat on that part. So, yeah. I like it. I love I love full transparency, and especially in when you're making game decisions. You know. Yeah. Now, the only yeah. thing I don't like though um, is I think, although they are showing a lot, and we do get that, and it's hard to it would be hard to choose between what you're going to hear, what you're not going to hear. Yeah. I don't particularly care for the referees who don't know what's getting called and why they threw their flag. Um, when they go, why'd you throw your flag? Well, I think there was this on this player. Right, you need to say indefinitely. Yes, yeah. yes. And be bold be, about it, because otherwise, right. don't throw the fucking I flag. Think th- I, or, or, or the. Yeah. I think there was pass interference. Did you see from your side, dude? If you threw your flag, you're the one that's solid. You, you don't throw your flag and then say, "Hey, did you see anything?" And then they go, "Oh, there was no flag for pass interference." Well, obviously, that's what you talked about. Right. So somebody <laughs> saw something. You know, I, I don't like. I don't like that, and then I also don't like the. Um, I don't like the constant communication with the um the coach the coach um, uh, that, that the oh i don't mind that so much but it... well, I, what i what i think needs to happen is i think the coach needs to either have a buzzer or a hat that has a light on the top of the brim okay, okay? yeah and that when when the live broadcast goes into effect effect he gets notified that he's doing it you know what i mean I guess, but that might change the game. The idea is to be like you're not there. Like you get to hear it, or you're like you're standing right next to him. That's the idea. Yeah. But you're not actually interfering with and the then, game. And then, and then I guess, I guess, you know, the, the, the broadcast teams are also working through it because sure. um, at one point they said, let's listen to the coaches. And all you hear is, because they're both talking at the same time. Yeah. You, know, you couldn't pick one out of the other. And you're like, yeah, this is dumb. Yeah, like you're either um, gonna pick the offense and listen to the defense. You can't listen to both, or because you don't know if they're gonna go back and forth and back and forth. Because yeah, I, it might be a technology where you offer it as a um, 
like a bonus package or something where the if you're a super fan and you really want to hear every call. Well, and that's what or, I thought, and that's what I think one of the like the, uh, Zorn from Seattle thought was going to happen was yeah. this wasn't something that was going to be all the time. Yeah, but it would be something that the fans could check in later and see. Or they, if you want to listen to everything, you can. You know, it's like you'd have like an internet login or something now, how, or app login. No, it would be that. awesome. Like like if they did that and you could you could pick your team that you want to listen to. That's what I mean. Like, like your entire team. You're so Battle you're... Battle Hawk super fan, and you get like not only do you get different views, but you get the sounds of the coaches, and you mm-hmm. get the full experience. Yeah, I mean, that'd be that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. That would be something cool for a Sunday ticket if NFL ever wanted to. Mm-hmm. Now the, la- the last that. thing that I want to talk about here uh, before we go on to where you can find us. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that I've noticed with this, with us talking about it, um, there doesn't there's there's not a lot of buzz. Um, aside from the local cities that these teams are in, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, we don't know a lot of the names. No. Uh, we don't know how to pronounce the names. Right. Um, I think fantasy football would help. I think that if we had, if they, if, if they partnered with a, they're already partnered with the ESPN different broadcast. So if they partnered with ESPN to do a XFL free free free, free fantasy football at least for the first couple of years, yeah, um, I think you would see a lot more sales in merchandise. Yeah, I think you see a lot bigger fan base because people would be like, "Did you see so and so? He did fifty six yards this week and blah blah blah." Yeah, and I think we as fans we 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 like that. You know, we do that with baseball. Yeah. We, we follow individual players more so than teams. Sure. And I don't know if that's why they're not doing it, and they're just doing it because they want to talk just the teams and not individual players because they want to focus on football first. So far. Because so far. they are kind of toying with gambling, which is kind of what fantasy football is. They're they got of, the line. They're they're giving the lines, and yeah, that's interesting. Like if you're especially yeah. if you're a gambler. Yeah, so they're doing that. They're also not, doing the, um, the partner with um, DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Which is another one like it's a but it's a straight gambling four player. Yeah, it's not a fantasy team. football league. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they you would do best if they could partner with even like a uh, CBS Sports Line, which is probably one of the best websites you can get. Right. The problem well, is you have to pay for it. Well, that's know? why that's why I was saying go yeah. with ESPN or Yahoo. Yeah. Something that was free. Yeah. That you could do that would be. Um, but yeah, I I think that would be a great idea. I think if they would partner with. Um, maybe like Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't know some something where they could create sports fan zones, because these are new, new, you know, right? New franchises, you know, if you know, and say, hey, if you want to come watch the Battle Hawks or what, you know, or watch any XFL, maybe even this is your place to go and, and try to establish super fans, you know. Well, I, I, I think you're not going to see the restaurants do that until it takes off. Offer, well, because, because it means it's a draw. Maybe. Yeah, because it's even harder for them. Like, sometimes, like, there was a while there where, um, like, Buffalo Wild Wings would do, uh, BW3s would do, like, Fight Night. Mm-hmm. And, UFC Night. Yeah. yeah and they, now they do the UFCs mm-hmm. and the MMAs. Sure. Um, where they would do Fight Night or they would do um, wrestling pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. And then that went by the wayside because they're like, we're paying for it, but nobody's not really pulling the business in. Yeah. I think that's what they're, you know, what they kind of do with this because, with at least with NFL... You're basically going all day Sunday. Yeah. And then you get Friday or Monday night to Thursday night. Yeah. This is two games for, two games Saturday, two, two games, games Sunday. Sunday. So it's kind of like pack the place twice. I mean, yeah, but you can't really, you know what I mean? Like you can't give two days to one sport. 
Well, I don't know. Pick or pick a day. I don't know, but I think if you're going to establish it, you got to establish it with fun, right? You have to. People have to want to go have something fun to do with it. I mean, watching it at home is good and it's great, but the NFL has been around what almost a. 150 years um so you know they're they're well established if you're starting out i would want to make it if i was the xfl i would pick i would partner with bw3s i would set aside maybe money to for drink specials where the xfl maybe even gives away dollar beers or something i don't know something to get your league out there get people to come to the bars and watch the games and start to enjoy them yeah i don't know just, just my two cents. But yeah, so, yep. Yep. so we need uh, Buffalo Wild Wings nights. Yes, I think so. And then, but we definitely, I think we definitely need fantasy football. Yeah, it's just fantasy just football to be bring huge. everybody in together, um, just to start learning names. Sure, and, you know, and you could even incorporate those leagues into into BW three nights and stuff like that. You could have leagues at just at BW threes. You know, all, you, right. all you need is eight guys. Eighteen. Yeah, might as well. Eight team leagues. Why not? You just get a team, or you get to. I think you'd have to start off with team because these a lot of these guys are going to start rolling over soon. You're gonna, you know, unless they're really established players like PJ, who's already established himself early. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So where can you find us? You can find yep. us on the internet uh, at, our, at our website www.4midwestguys.com. Yep. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Four Midwest Guys. Mm-hmm. Four underscore Midwest underscore guys on Instagram. Yep. You can find uh, Be Willie. Where are you at on Instagram? Uh, we, we uh, well, no, no. We're looking. We search uh, for YouTube. So if I'm you're on, on Instagram, YouTube, you're on Instagram at Egg Zone. Yep. So for my show, I'm on Egg Zone. I'm yep. just I'm trying to remember all the different ones we got here. We got oh. uh, YouTube. You, we got the, you, have to, you have to search us so far. We don't have <coughs> hundred subscribers yet. We're working on it. We're close. We're yep. getting. We're like halfway there. We're getting there. Your Facebook page is skyrocketing with likes and subscribers. So thanks for that. Yes. Uh, just make Keep sure you're coming. doing also on YouTube. YouTube, so we can get our own YouTube actual channel. Uh, Twitter, uh, we got the at Four Midwest Guys. Mm-hmm. Me at Ink Zone and you at Be Willie nineteen seventy seven. All right. We got our phone line um eight five nine three six three five nine five two you can call and leave us a voicemail yep and if we like it we'll put it on air yeah we'll put you on air make you famous yep um also if you have any suggestions stuff we need to do yep. uh some of the critiques we had from last week's show was you guys need to have some stuff that's actually xfl mm. so we actually got some stuff that was xfl you guys need to stick out from the backgrounds Okay, there you go. We're, We're red. In the backgrounds. See how fat I am. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it fly. So, uh, you know, we are taking your guys' critiques um, yep. to heart and trying to make the show better. Uh, you can email us at 4MidwestGuys at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, and you can find us on TunedIn, Spotify, iPod, mm-hmm. Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, iHeartRadio. We're up there with the big dogs. You can find us on iHeartRadio. Yep, audio, audio only. But audio only on those, those but, but yeah, even still, you can still find us there. Which mm-hmm. is, uh, least like I don't even fathom when we started this years ago podcasting yeah. that we would be on uh, iHeartRadio with or Spotify. Yeah, or on any of those with yeah. with like the major you know radio stations and everybody mm-hmm. else major podcasts. Podcasts are huge right now at the golden age, my friends. Golden All right. age. So. With that, 
Uh, thanks for thanks for having me over here again to the Erlanger Studios. Uh, you're more than welcome always to be here at the Erlanger Studios. Thank you for having me on your show once again. Oh, no problem. The Egg Zone Show. The Egg Zone Show. The show about nothing, everything, and anything in between. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.